0: Hi, it's Casey, and this week we'll shine on with your big dreams. We'll head to a stage in the South Bronx where middle school students show us who they really are by putting on a show. Go in theater because tons of people were saying I was socially awkward, so I wanted to prove them wrong. And we'll travel to Costa Rica, where a young lady went to study Spanish, but ended up creating a group to empower women.
1: So I started going to the houses saying, hey, my name's Amanda, um, I just wanted to meet you. It was very awkward, but at the same time, they opened the door immediately for me.
0: And we'll travel to the south of Wales where a barmaid dared to dream of a winning racehorse.
1: If anyone out there have a dream,
2: follow it. Because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you. So
0: if you were looking for a sign that maybe you should take a leap of faith or follow a dream or try something new, this show is for you.
3: The following is a presentation of the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. Recapture your youthful look with Dr. David Bank. Visit thecenterforderm.com. You'll be happy you did. Welcome to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey. This is a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD.
0: Hi, it's Casey, and we start today with Amanda Reddy, who created Ready to Empower, a nonprofit that serves women in Costa Rica and a template that could be used around the world. Amanda? Tell us how you did this.
1: Okay, so I was in um, going to Costa Rica for three months. I quit my job here in the U.S. I'm a licensed mental health therapist and wanted to improve my Spanish. So I went, um, found a program that would allow 30-something-year-olds to go. And basically, I started working in an orphanage doing therapy there. Um, under a psychologist. And when I was there, I was there about two weeks at the orphanage and it was a three month stay. And I remember looking around thinking, okay, there are a lot of children here. And I was like, where there's children, there's mothers. I wonder why that this is happening. I decided to start kind of doing my own little research within the area that I was placed in and then come to found out there were a lot of villages in Costa Rica that have a lot of poverty and they're just hidden from tourism um, because, you know, it was taking their money. They used to live right near the airport in San Jose, mm-hmm. thousands of them, and the government kind of bulldozed their homes down, gave them a couple bucks and said, you're going to live in this district. You'll live in this district. So I knew that there's like a, a cliche that white, white women have lots of money, which I do not. <laughs> so, But I knew that would be a way for me to get them to actually come um, open their door for me, which, you know, I was just being strategic, thinking, okay, this is so weird, I'm going to be walking around a village. Why would they even want to speak to me? So I knew that I was told by some of the locals that that's part of it. You know, they just assume you're going to help them, even just monetarily, like here, take some clothes, have some shoes. So I started going to the houses saying, hey... My name's Amanda. Um, I just wanted to meet you. And I didn't, it was very awkward, but at the same time, they opened the door immediately for me. Within, I'd say, a minute of me talking, I would look at them and say, Are your teeth okay? That looks painful. And they would say, Yeah, they do hurt. You know, I've never had dental work. And then I'd say, Okay, have you ever been to the doctor? No. And they'd immediately push their children up front and go, Well, but, you know, my kids need this, my kids need that. I'm like, I know your kids need a lot. Well, what what do you need because the government helps a lot of the children and there's a lot of missionaries and volunteer groups that want to come and be a part of what children are doing because it you know it feels good and it feels terrible seeing children suffer the issue was i was realizing that the mothers were losing their children not because they they didn't want to be mothers for the majority part it's because of the circumstances they couldn't take care of themselves so I found a local church nearby and just said, hey, can I use your spot to do therapy? So these women, I didn't tell them I was a therapist because um, it's taboo there, but I said, look, I'm someone who would love to get to know you. So I printed out an intake that I used in the U.S. for mental health, and then I printed out an intake, like a doctor intake I just found online. I just Googled. But then I met with each woman. Five came the first day. The next day there was 15, and then it just kept growing. So I started doing individual therapy and then group therapy. Most of the women have been raped and abused throughout their life. So I was able to put them in groups um, and bring them together and say, look, all 30 of you have been sexually assaulted over and over. And then put them together in a parenting group to teach them how to protect their children from this. A lot of them get raped, their children get raped. So I started doing classes all the time. It was a seven days a week thing because not only was I doing the mental health, trying to find them just some little basic jobs. I had started doing fitness. Now, listen, I'm not a fitness expert by any means. I watch YouTube videos at night um, to try to learn something because I realized these women had no outlet. And with mental health, it is so important that you don't just talk about things, but you also can have an outlet to enjoy life. It's simple as going to get a coffee or something that we can do just to relax. These women wake up and it's, where am I gonna get my food? Where am I gonna get this and that? So I started doing this little fitness thing two days a week in the mornings right before I started therapy. And the women just loved it. I mean, I've never see, never seen any women of them laugh the way they were doing. They were They were amazing.
0: But then Amanda, after doing all this good work with mental health and exercise classes and getting people to the doctors mm-hmm. and getting them jobs, you had to leave.
1: So what I did was, is I kind of went through the community and started trying to ask people, do you know a psychologist in the area? Do you know anyone who is interested in helping people? Has a business already that's helping people? So I started going to different, different support programs that were already in place. And none of them were at the place where they needed to be and nor were they willing to kind of shift because, you know, people, it's their babies what they started. There was no support programs like I was putting into place. So what I did was interviewed a couple girls that I thought would be a good fit and then made a generic contract and said that I was going to pay them a certain amount of money, which was a very low amount of money. Because coming back to the U.S., I knew I had a job waiting on me, but I thought I'm just going to have to give most of my paychecks. To pay for the staff and didn't pay for the money to go towards these women who are working in our program. And so I hired them.
0: Even though you're home, you're still doing this good work in Costa Rica because you have your employees there.
1: Yeah, we have about 250 women now and probably a hundred on a waiting list.
0: Alright, so you went to Costa Rica for three months to learn the language and you came home with a business model that could, yes. you know, impact on a global level. What does that feel yeah. like?
1: Well, I just, I'm just happy it's working right now. So that's what it feels like. I always go, I'm just Amanda Reddy. I don't know what I'm doing, but I just do something every day, and I keep hustling. People say, why would you spend all your money and all of this? And I said, listen, if I was there in another country, or my mom, or my sisters, or my nephew were there, and nobody cared to do more than just give clothes and give food and come in and do a pit stop, I can't imagine that I would keep going. I'm, I'm very inspired that these women are still alive and still Still functioning and so a lot of this that I'm fueled to do is based off how unfair it is so I'm just glad it's working and I'm glad the women that are in that country trust me I'm just doing something and every day I learn a little bit more on how to make a difference in people's lives it's not easy now I understand why people are reluctant to to do this because it requires uh, a sacrifice while you
0: were there and what when you saw what was happening you couldn't help but help I
1: couldn't, because it, it literally just, if it were me there, and I think I'm a pretty cool person, and if nobody realized my potential and just overlooked me, it just really bothered me. I was like, it's just not fair. And, and I'll say this very short and sweet. People say, Amanda, wow, you went to school, you've done this, you came from Alabama, you've done all these things, you're such an independent woman. And I stop them, I say, yeah, I guess so. I said, but I also lived in the United States, also got grants to go to college also got loans. Banks trusted me at 18 years old to use a credit card. I said, I got a lot of opportunities. I could have went either way. But either way, I was around somebody or some program or business that said, we trust you, Amanda. That's the difference. So maybe I made good decisions, but I also was raised in a different environment. The population I'm serving right now and hope to serve more populations are populations that didn't get that. So no matter how independent and strong these women are, it's, it's masked by their poverty and uneducated you know, ways of doing things. So I can take credit, but only a little bit, in, in my in my eyes. It's just my opinion, so.
0: Yeah, she is a pretty cool person, and you can find out more about Amanda Reddy at readytoempower.com, and check out the Zumba fundraiser in Stanford, Connecticut, June 18th. Next, we travel to the South Bronx, where kids dare to dream up something new.
3: This is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on 100.7 WHUD. If you have a question or need more information about things you've heard on the show, email Radio at gmail.com. The Health and Happiness Show, information, fun, and inspiration.
0: Do your hands need a beauty makeover? Hands have always been a sign of elegance. And even if you have a youthful facial appearance, hands don't lie. Now there is an easy solution for aging hands. Radius is the first and only FDA approved product to correct volume loss on your hands. Radius restores beauty by filling out that hollow look to the back of your hands, leaving them looking smooth and natural. Results can be seen immediately. Lidocaine is added to the Radius, making this a virtually painless procedure. In less time than it takes for lunch, the results of Radius hand lift treatment will make your hands soft and supple again. The procedure is safe and can last up to 15 months. Call today and schedule your hand lift consultation with Dr. David Bank. Dr. David Bank at the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. 914 241 3003. You'll find out more at the centerforderm.com.
4: Patty Holmes here with your Yoga Garden Minute, sharing some wisdom from one of Yoga's revered ancient texts, the Yoga Sutra by Pantanjali. The first verse of the second chapter begins with this phrase Tapas Svadhyaya Ishvara Pranidhana. This phrase can be broken into three pieces. Tapas, meaning the heat or the energy generated to create change. Svadhyaya, self-study, wisdom. Ishvara pranidhana, that which is everlasting, the unchangeable creative source. And when you put them together, they sound remarkably like the very popular serenity prayer by the American theologian Reinhold Niebuhr. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. That's the Ishvara pranidhana. The courage to change the things I can, tapas and the wisdom to know the difference, Svadhyaya. Yoga, once again, showing us how to live in a state of joyful equanimity. This is Patty Holmes at yogagardenwp.com in White Plains, New York.
0: Hi, it's Casey, and today I am so happy to shine a spotlight on some young students in the South Bronx who are trying something they've never done before musical theater. Some brave and talented 6th through 8th grade students at the Entrada Academy are putting on Schoolhouse Rock Junior, thanks to the Schubert Foundation and Music Theater International. According to their website, the Broadway Junior Program is a significantly funded opportunity to strengthen the arts in New York City public middle schools, where many kids have never had the opportunity to sing, dance, rehearse, and perform this one-hour musical. The Entrada students have their reasons for giving this a try for the very first time.
2: At first, um, I got into drama just because I get out. I wanted to get out of class. But I, when I first got in, in drama, I actually enjoyed the dance, and and then I just grew into the movement.
5: I joined theater because I finally wanted to come up on the stage and like sing and actually show my talents. I joined theater because
0: tons of people were saying I was socially awkward, so I wanted to prove them wrong. And the stage is a great place to build self-esteem and stretch and grow and show your stuff. And as this Entrada Academy student shares, it's also a good time. It is fun.
4: It helps kids to do things that they like singing and dance that they usually want to do, but they never really get a chance to do it, so Uh, it's an opportunity,
0: and it's fun, so... I like theater. And just this week, the Entrada Theater Group got to celebrate the 11th anniversary of Broadway Junior at Broadway's Imperial Theater, where students in the second year of this program from Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens, and Manhattan performed song and dance numbers from the Broadway Junior versions of Guys and Dolls, Disney's Aladdin, Fame, Annie, Hairspray, and Schoolhouse Rock. For more about this program, you can contact Peter Avery at pavery at schools.nyc.gov. Now behind every great cast, there is a team of backstage players. Take a bow, Ms. Chan, Mr. Boris, Ms. Barksdale, and Mr. Perez. And thanks to singer-songwriter and actress Haley Jane Rose for sharing this story with us. And Entrada Academy performers, break a leg and enjoy your curtain call June 3rd in the box.
4: Hi, I'm Queen Latifah. My mom has always been my rock. She's stronger than anyone I've ever known. Growing up, when life got hard, her strength helped pull us through. And now, as she's managing heart failure, her strength once again shines.
3: The American Heart Association wants everyone to experience more of life's precious moments. One in five Americans will be diagnosed with heart failure, a serious, life-threatening condition. But it doesn't have to steal your hope and strength.
4: To me, strength is hope. If I don't stay strong, it's like I'm giving up on hope. I have too much to live for. My family, my students, my friends, they're my reason for living a healthier, longer life. Together, we're rising above heart failure.
3: Learn simple changes you can make to help prevent, improve, or manage the condition at riseabovehf.org. It's
4: 529. Are you saving for college? 529 college savings plans are offered by states to provide easy and affordable ways to save. Saving in advance is a key part of preparing for higher education and avoiding high student loan debt. National studies show that students with savings are much more likely to attend and graduate from college than students with no savings. For more information on how you can get started, visit collegesavings.org. Hi, it's Casey, and here's a tip for you. Bet
0: on your dreams and go see the documentary film, Dark Horse. It should be playing at the Jacob Burns in Pleasantville and places like that. Dark Horse, a winner at Sundance and the Toronto Film Festival, tells the story of Jan and Brian Vokes of South Wales. Jan, a barmaid, dreamed of breeding a racehorse. So she pieced together the means and the support to do just that. In March of 2001, Dream Alliance was born. And the rest? Well, you have to see the film. Jan and her husband were in town for the New York premiere of Dark Horse. What was that like?
2: It's it's unbelievable. It's um, it's really exciting, yeah. It is
0: unbelievable. Now, it's one thing to have this crazy idea that you want to get involved with a horse. And it's another thing to have the incredible journey that you had, the ups, the downs, the laughter, the tears. But then to have a movie made about it, how did that happen?
2: Uh, well, Louise sought us out when she read when she read the, the story in one of the local newspapers. But living through the story, it didn't didn't appear to be anything special you know you you climbed every barrier as as it appeared but then when Louise made the documentary and you looked back you thought well yeah it was an incredible
0: journey but you didn't realize it at the time now how did it change your life I know that's such a simple question but I I don't know what else to ask how did it change you
2: Um, we didn't gain anything in um, money terms but we've had an incredible journey. We've been places we would never have imagined going. We've met wonderful people and we've just had great
0: fun. Yeah, now they have people, I want people to see the film Dark Horse because then they'll understand why you didn't make a fortune here. That's part of the story and I don't want to reveal too much. I really want people to head to the Jacob Burns and see this film Dark Horse. But then at the end of this journey that you didn't even realize you were on such a wild ride, there's there's a knock on the door or a phone call that says, now we're gonna make a movie. How does that feel?
2: Oh well, Brian thinks he's Brad Pitt. <laughs> he's really, you know, man about town now. He, uh, it's, it's it's exciting. Uh, it makes you wonder what's going to happen next. You know, where is Dream going to take us next? Because even though he's stopped racing, he's still giving. Yeah. You know, it's it's an incredible. Uh, it's it's been a really incredible journey. Wh- where
0: is the horse now?
2: He's retired now. He's um, actually with the the young lady that looked after him when uh, he was stabled with Philip. Uh, I would love to have had him home, but where he is down there, he's got a fabulous home. He does a bit of hunting, a bit of show jumping, and he has really got an incredible home. So as sad as I am, I'm glad to say that he is well looked after. He's down in Somerset um, where the racing stables were nearby.
0: You know, Jan, this was your idea.
2: Yes, yeah. It's incredible that you we achieved something, um, and everybody said it couldn't be done. You know, people said you can't. You know, it's impossible to breed a racehorse horse. They reckon when you haven't got the funds, but to do it on a small allotment, which was actually over um, a coal tip, an old coal tip, people just didn't think it could be done. So it, it was. Um, It was one up for me when is it when i achieved it
0: wow i should say so all right do you have any new ideas anything else you're working for um in the future yes um we purchased a a new mare uh,
2: and we've got a a youngster there now he's a yearling now and incredibly he is a chestnut with four white socks and a white blaze we don't know where that have come from in the in the um, pedigree but I honestly believe somebody have sent him for a reason. He's lovely. So we're hoping eventually to have a crack at the Cheltenham Gold Cup.
0: Ah, well, you know, we are cheering for you. We are cheering for you. I do believe you are blessed by the animal world and the animal gods. And I'm so, so happy to talk to you. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know before I speak to Brian? Well, I'd like to think that they will go watch
2: the movie and enjoy it. And if anyone out there have a dream follow it, because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe
0: in you. So well said. Thank you, Jan. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and best of luck to you. I hope I hope they make another movie about you. Hello. Hello, Brian. How are you? Fine, thank you. I'm so excited for you and your family and, and the horses that you love. Now, I would imagine your wife can do no wrong. When she has an idea now, you just have to say yes, oh, honey.
5: I just follow along with it, because I know... <laughs> She won't give up until she do it.
0: Now, is that one of the traits that made you fall in love with her, her sense of...
5: Oh, uh, it was love at first sight. Really? Tell me that story. Yeah. Well, what it was, I had an accident in a car, and it was awesome. It brought us together. I had an accident in a car, a nasty accident, and uh, I broke my ankle. I was in hospital for a few weeks, and I, I come home, and... I had horses then, I've always had horses, From I had my first horse when I was 15. And anyhow, I come home straight away, I went straight down to go and have a ride on my horse. I saddled the horse up, I had my leg in plaster, so here comes Jan around the corner. Now I didn't know her from Adam, so I asked her would she hold the horse for me to get on. So I, I thought she was a bit wary of horses, you know, you could tell if someone's nervous of them. Mm. And then you, I put my good foot in the stirrup, jumped up, went to jump, cocked my other leg over with the one who was in plaster, and he also went, and and Janet let him go. (laughs) go. I ended up back in hospital. (laughs) And that was 48 years ago.
0: Oh my goodness, that was 48 years ago. I'm, I'm sure she called to apologize.
5: Oh... She was frightened to death. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because she never had anything to do with horses.
0: I think it was just, you know, just a sign of what was to come, right?
5: Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. The horse brought us together, and the horse brought us all the way here. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, the horse brought you together, and now look where the yeah. horse has brought you to yeah. New York City. What do you think yeah. of New York City?
5: Oh. Is uh, awesome.
0: You're getting all this attention about your film that has been to the Sundance Film Festival. What do people want, most want to know when they meet you?
5: How did we do it?
0: Yeah, how did you do it?
5: Well, I don't really know myself how we done it. We just didn't give up. We just the two of us got a love of animals. We know anything is any good. We, we got that uh, sense between us, Janet. Does all is the same with pigeons, dogs. Janet goes through the pedigree, and I does all the work. <laughs> so Janet is the brains behind it all. But uh, we, we've we been on an incredible journey, and it hasn't finished.
0: And it's not finished. What's now, next? No,
5: we've got another one coming behind. In fact, when we go home from here now, the mare that we bred the foal out of, she's in training with Philip Hobbs. Oh, boy. So we got a race to go to when we get home. Wow. And she already won on the flat. She's she got a fantastic pedigree. She was bred by Sheik Al Mactoom Beautiful. On the Shadwell Estate. Well,
0: we are rooting for you 100%. You have so many fans now in New York, and soon, all across the world, we're going to be cheering for you. What do you want people to know about this experience that you've been through?
5: Well, like Janet said, if you've got a dream, follow it because no one else is going to do it. You've got to do it yourself.
0: Wonderful. What do you miss about your homeland?
5: Seeing the horses and my kids. I don't miss anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy the film. At the end, there is a really special part at the end. So I hope everyone will enjoy it. I do not say I'll give any hints, but you enjoy it.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you, Brian and Jan Vokes of South Wales. Find the documentary film of their dream come true. It's called Dark Horse. Now go follow your dreams. See you next week.
3: You've been listening to The Health and Happiness Show with Casey. The content of The Health and Happiness Show is intended for general information purposes only. The Health and Happiness Show is a presentation of the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. Recapture your youthful look with Dr. David Bank. Visit thecenterforderm.com. You'll be happy you did. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at kcradio.com. And join Casey for another edition of the Health and Happiness Show next Sunday morning on 100.7 WHUD.